Welcome back to The Laster Frontier with your host, Jordan Laster. And today we're going to cover eating for you, building a food plan around what makes you thrive. So I wrote about this recently about a week and a half ago. And what I really want to walk you guys through is how I came to my current food plan, some of the things I'm eating, why I'm eating them, what problems they're solving, and then what you can do to pick your own plan. So, back when I wrestled, I ate a lot of foods I thought were healthy. A lot of those were like oatmeal, uh, nuts, bagels, you know, eggs, fruit, meat. Really not too bad. Like, that stuff is mostly healthy. Uh, I'm not going to go through and uh, pick out like all of these. Like, oatmeal is a really bad one because of all, all the glyphosate and things. But I'll save that for another day. And another thing I used to do was drink a ton of water. Like I drink a gallon of water a day and I thought I was hydrated. So overall, not too bad, somewhat healthy, but there were a lot of pitfalls to doing that. So I fast forward to November of 2021 and I tried the carnivore diet for the entire month of November. I'd heard enough about it from Joe Rogan, Dr. Paul Saladino, Dr. Sean Baker, uh, and some other carnivore interested people and people who are actually living on the diet and just through hearing all of that it really piqued my interest but it still wasn't enough for me to go and try to do it immediately but then one day my girlfriend at the time who is now my fiance said we should try it and I was like all right I'm in so we both jumped in uh, for our little carnivore experiment for the month of November we exclusively ate animal-based products. For me, it was just meat and dairy only. So some carnivores only do meat, but animal-based was cool enough for me. So I strictly had meat, ton of ribeyes. Uh, I tried a bunch of different meats, which was actually a mistake. That's something you guys can read about in my carnivore post on my website. Um, but yeah, a ton of steaks, ton of ground beef, uh, some fish, some organ meats, which was new for me. Uh, and all sorts of other cool stuff. So during this carnivore experiment, within 10 days, I experienced amazing benefits. So that was like consistent energy. I had no lulls in energy. It was just a crazy amount of energy all day. It almost felt like I had drank like three cups of coffee and it just never wore off and there were no side effects. Um, at some points, it was just too much because I couldn't even go to sleep because of how high strung I was, but that only really lasted the first few days where I was just, my body was just adjusting to it. Then the next benefit was little to no chronic aches and pains. So a lot of the like little pains I would have behind my knees or my lower back and things like that just disappeared after a few days. And then there was some unexpected weight loss. So I didn't expect to lose nine pounds I think it was seven and a half to nine pounds. I was between there uh, in the span of a month, especially since I was already really lean and I hadn't seen like the 150s since college. So I was shocked that I got all the way down to like 158, I think it was uh, from, you know, like 165, 166. So those were just some of the benefits. Uh, there were a ton more. I had only just done it just to see how I felt on it. And just to see if there was anything that worked for me that I could take and implement and how, how I eat daily. So I will say, though, there were some cons. It wasn't all benefits. 
So I did have a lack of extra energy while lifting heavy because of zero carbs. So what I mean by that is if I was bench pressing, then, you know, if I need to get one more rep or two more reps, I just didn't have that little extra energy in the tank to, to get the bench or get the bar up. And then another thing was I had a lethargic feeling if I didn't consume enough salt and electrolytes. So a lot of people think when you eat like a carnivore diet, there's a ton of salt in the meat and all that. But if you are getting good meat, there's not really a ton of sodium in it. And you have to apply all the salt and get all your electrolytes in, um, you know, by adding that stuff in yourself. So if you do a bad job of that, you will be low on energy. And I realized that very early on. And a lot of times something like that's called like keto fever, or keto flu. And I solved that with... um element electrolyte packets but there's a ton of other ways you can do that and solve for that uh it's just something you have to be wary of so why am i telling you this whole carnivore experience experience experiment um one it was just absolutely amazing for me it cleaned up my gut increased my energy levels and it made me feel like my best without any supplements so it really got me thinking how can i feel like this the rest of my life while also removing some of those cons, the cons being, you know, the lack of extra energy while lifting heavy and that lethargic feeling if I'm not getting enough salt and electrolytes. So after I tried the carnivore diet, I did some research and I decided to slowly reintroduce foods and figure out what irritated my body and what didn't. So imagine you've only eaten meat, your gut's super clean, you're feeling super healthy, and now you just want to introduce some of the things you were eating before. And you just want to see if it irritates you or if it sits right with you. So I started researching and getting a ton of knowledge from Dr. Paul Saladino. Um, There's a woman on YouTube named Lily Kane who is a carnivore. I think now she's not really carnivore, but she still eats uh, mostly animal-based stuff. Um, And just other people who weren't strictly carnivores, but still ate a lot of animal-based foods. And from there, I experimented with a few more things, and then I figured out that there is an ideal food plan for me and grocery list that makes me feel really good. So, to feel my absolute best, I know that roughly 80% of what I'm eating should be animal-based. Just based on the whole carnivore experiment, I know that that makes me feel the best. But the other 20% of what I eat should be fruits, raw honey, and any additional supplementation to clean up my nutrient deficiencies. And the reason why I ended up on fruits and raw honey uh, is because people like Dr. Paul Saladino, who used to be pure carnivore, um, you know, started introducing carbs like fruits and things because their testing and, and blood panels and labs were showing that they had like lower testosterone from being on the carnivore diet for too long. Um, There's all sorts of variables that contribute to that. And that it it was kind of a stressful diet on the body after a long period of time. And then they also didn't have that little extra energy to complete some of their workouts and things. So fruits are an awesome carbohydrate. They want to be eaten. They're sweet. They taste good. And uh, they're just really easy to to get a hold of and, and get at grocery stores and things. So. I introduced fruits, and then raw honey is just a great way to get a little more extra energy, and it also tastes really good. 
If you have never tried raw honey with raw milk, I highly recommend that. I'm going to talk about raw milk in the next episode, but <laughs> more on that then. So I kind of found that fruits didn't mess up my stomach or anything, and they helped raise my energy levels for jujitsu, um, working out, and all those sorts of things. They still gave me the consistent energy levels I had on the carnivore diet. I still slept well while eating them, and my metabolism was moving and grooving. So that's how I ended up on this sort of 80-20 split on animal-based foods and then fruits and raw honey because I found that that's what gives me all the energy I need without the uh, lulls in energy during workouts. So it is hard to be consistent and to eat, you know, all 80% animal-based and then 20% fruits and all that good stuff. So I, in making my food plan, my goal is always to eat these foods, like the animal-based foods and the fruits, 85% of the time, and the other 15% of the time is for like a little indulging, social settings. Um, you know, some of those plans I have throughout the year that are a little more rowdy with all my friends, I let things slide a bit. Um, and I think that's just because, one, it's fun to not always be so strict and just to let loose a little bit. Because if you're doing really good stuff, most of the time, your body will be able to handle that, that indulgence every now and then. Plus, I mostly hang out at home anyways, so I'll probably eat these foods more than 85% of the time anyways. So, without further ado, I can kind of introduce my, my grocery list and what I ended up with. So, I pull that up real quick. So. I left a template for you guys in the show notes. It's just my grocery list and exactly what, what I'm eating, or at least trying to eat. I'm not perfect with this, but for the most part, I do, I do eat most of the things on this list weekly and daily. So the first one is just 100% grass-fed ground beef. If you have an Aldi's near you, it's a great place to get it, and it's around $5 a pound. Uh, I eat that for breakfast every morning that I can. Uh, sometimes I forget to get it out the freezer and let it thaw. So on those days, I'll eat yogurt, which then goes into my next one, which is phage, total 2% yogurt. I get like the three pounds of it, three pound container. Um, definitely not the best yogurt, in my opinion. If I could get some like stuff that's a little more raw, that would be great. But this is where I'm starting, and I'm going to improve this over the years, over the days, over the weeks, and months to come. Then with the, uh, the yogurt, I always get uh, Wisconsin's raw unfiltered honey, or if there's a farmer's market, I'll get honey from there. I like to put the honey in yogurt. Uh, sometimes I'll just take a spoonful too. Uh, or like I said earlier, I'll mix that in with raw milk, which raw milk I get from a farm nearby. So that's also on the list, but I don't get that one consistently. So it's, it's listed as potentially right now. It's not on the official list. Then another thing I like to get for fruits are bananas. Um, we do like to get frozen berries, so we'll get like strawberries, blueberries. Um, one thing we are worried about is that a lot of these fruits are high in pesticides, so you have to do a little more research to figure out which ones aren't, but it's the best we can do right now. Uh, we're washing them, doing what we can before we eat them, but still a lot more work to improve there. And then some other staples are uh, eggs, 
We get those from Woodman's. We get a bunch of like chicken, steak. Uh, I already mentioned the ground beef. Ground beef is probably the one I eat the most and just love eating. I could eat like a pound or two of that multiple times a day if left to my own devices. <laughs> um, sometimes we'll get bacon as well just because it tastes good. And we usually go with the uncured turkey bacon because it's just not as greasy. And then you have to get butter. We use Kerrygold Pure Irish Butter, which isn't the best brand. But again, that's something we'll improve on over time. And then also raw milk cheddar cheese, Redmond salt. That's like some of the best salt you can get. And then one of our indulgences is just the Just Bear Chicken Breast Chunks from Costco. They're somewhat breaded, but they're good to just eat up and make every now and then um, as an indulgence. And then going into supplements, so I take Colostrum from a company called Kion, K-I-O-N. I can actually leave the um, my referral link and just a link there in the show notes. Colostrum is really great for healing gut health or improving gut health. Um, it's one of the first things us humans have straight from our mothers. Um, some of the first things cows have, calves have when they're born. It's like the yellowish substance that they have in the first bit of breast milk and it's super nutrient dense and i feel like it's something everyone should have so that's something i take from kion k-i-o-n and then another one's called mega spore biotic so i actually had to get my appendix removed a few months ago out of nowhere just a kind of a freak accident freak thing and i was really worried about my gut health um uh, because just through some research I did, it said that people who have their appendixes removed, um, you know, they don't have as much of that good gut bacteria. So I was looking for ways to improve that. And one of my nutritionist friends referred me to some of the gut supplements I could take. And she gave me like a whole protocol and everything. And I'd like to have her on the pod at some point. So I'll definitely be interviewing her. Um, but the one that she recommended I take every day, even after the protocol, was Megasporbiotic just to aid in my gut health and for me just to replace some of the good gut bacteria that I'm no longer getting from my appendix. So that's pretty much the list. Um, it's pretty simple. I'm a simple guy when it comes to eating. I just like to eat stuff that's pretty, uh, pretty natural, things you could see out in nature if you were just out scavenging, out hunting, and uh, that's my goal with all of this, just to keep things pretty simple. You can also check in the show notes, look at the grocery list yourself. I added a few more details as to why I eat each thing, where I get it from, the, uh, the price I'm getting it at, etc. So, I do want to mention that I do see the quality of the foods and exactly what I'm getting improving over time. It's all about small little improvements, so I want to over time make friends with more farmers nearby, uh, shake their hands. Get their numbers, figure out a way to get all of their sorts of foods to my town. And maybe we can do like some carpooling where some people from my town go and get all the raw milk. And then, you know, the next week I go and things like that. I think it also breeds better community and camaraderie in the town. And it gets everyone just eating and drinking healthier. So I really want to just improve on the quality of the foods and meet the people who are producing them. And 
that'll happen. I just did that with raw milk recently, met some farmers and got a tour of the farm and everything, and they were super welcoming, and it was an awesome experience. Uh, but the goal with all of this is not to be perfect. It's just to progress. So you just always want to try to do a little bit better without going too crazy. It's just slow improvements over time so that they stick. And while I do think that the carnivore diet, well, let's just say 80% animal-based foods and then 20% you know, fruit, honey, is my optimal diet, I will always keep an open mind. I will read studies. I will listen to others' experiences and still try new things just to see if there's any other way I can improve it. But for now, this is working really well for me, and I just want to improve the quality of the items I'm buying. So that's pretty much it for picking out a food plan. I think a big thing for you guys, I mean, the ball's in your court now. I highly recommend that you just start off with a food journal. So while you're eating, mark down the things that are irritating you, that aren't, that make you feel good. And then once you have those foods, those good foods and those bad foods, create a grocery list. Eliminate the foods that make you feel bad. Keep the foods that make you feel good. And then once you have that grocery list, you can have a food plan. So your food plan could be something like, you know, in order to feel my absolute best, I'm going to eat 60% uh, meat. And then the other 40% will be, you know, fruit, honey, all that. You can set up your percentages and all those things, and that can be what you strive to eat and how you strive to get your nutrients. And again, this is all, you don't have to do exactly what I'm doing. You just do what works best for you. So mark down those foods in a food journal, take that, create a grocery list, and then from there, really have a food plan. I actually would say the food plan goes before the grocery list. And then the grocery list just follows that food plan. And once you have that list, it's really simple. I actually get all of my groceries using Instacart right now. Um, Instacart, they just deliver groceries to your house. So it's a really easy way for me to get certain foods from Costco, Woodman's, um, Aldi's, without having to go there myself. And right now I'm really crunched for time with my 9 to 5 doing some side projects outside of work, and then jujitsu and working out. So it, it just really saves me a ton of time. And I know not everyone can use Instacart, but if you can, I, I highly recommend it. It's definitely worth the time saving. So I'll drop my grocery list in the show notes. I'll drop my blog post that walks through everything I just talked about. So I know it was a little scattered here, but it walks through it all step by step. And then you guys can use all of that information to create your grocery list, your food plan, and just start ordering the things that really make you feel good. So that's it for today, guys. Catch you on the next episode where we talk about raw milk and how to get it.